here today with my sisters Cleo and Frankie to talk about beauty standards, what they were like when we were young, how they have changed, and how they can really have an effect on people. Okay, so we all have a pretty decent age gap between us. So for each of you, what do you remember beauty standards being like when you were young? Okay, um, should I say my age? Um, all right, well, I'm almost 32 years old, and growing up for the beauty standards, it was very thin. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like... Like Kate Gi Moss. Kate Moss, Giselle, like, they were the people yeah. that, you know, everyone aspired to look like. Um, so tall, thin, straight hair, curly hair was not a thing. Blonde. Blonde, for sure. Um... Kardashians were not in style yet, so there was no curves. So that yeah. was definitely harder for me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, for the 90s, too, they call it, like, heroin chic. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very, like, yeah. definitely skinny. went into the early 2000s yeah. when I was in high school. So How was... is that different from when you were young? It wasn't. It really. wasn't? Okay. Like, like, for early 2000s? Yeah, no. Um, and then how do you think that changed when you were in high school? Did it? I don't think so. Um, Say when that was when Victoria's Secret got their like fashion shows and still focused on being super skinny and. I agree. Um, yeah, it was definitely everyone wanting to be thin and having a thigh gap, um, no boobs, no butt. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I feel like even because we're about 10 years apart, but even when I was young, it was like Britney Spears in the media and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And she was obviously really thin and like Jessica Simpson was really skinny. And then they'd like go through these fluctuations. So they'd always post it mm -hmm. in magazines and whatever. So I think that had like a big like effect on people. Yeah. Um, did What kind of pressures did you feel? to be beautiful? Um, for me personally, being like making sure that I was put together every day. So mm -hmm. like my outfit, making sure that I was wearing high heels, even to high school, you know, having the latest style, which back then was like Hollister and Abercrombie and coach, um, for brands and whatnot. Um, my hair was straightened, always had makeup on. You didn't really go to school without making sure that you were looking 100%. Right. Did you ever wear your hair curly? I did, towards, but not to until, like, I would say the end of high school. Mm -hmm. Same. I started wearing it more curly. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really, like, on days when I was just... Not caring. <laughs> not caring and, like, yeah, not having the time to straighten, like, if I slept in and whatnot. Um, what was it like to be a Latina in an all-white town? Like, did that have an effect on how you looked at yourself or did it make you feel, like, less beautiful because you were, like, around all these white girls who were, like, kind of the – almost, the, like, like you guys had white and blonde, like, was a big beauty standard. Mm -hmm. So you feel like being different had – I mean, definitely being curvy 
in a sea full of stick skin <laughs> thin girls was tough. Yeah. Always being sexualized because yeah, of having yeah. boobs before everyone or because my leggings were tighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I never felt like not beautiful. Felt more beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> being yeah. different. Um, but it was definitely hard, like being, you know, considered ethnic as much as, you know, we're half white, but we're half white and not looking at like. But in a town of white, it's But in a town of white, yeah, you stand out. And so just comments definitely were hard to, you kind of just have to like swallow it. And there wasn't that big movement when I was growing up of inclusivity. So like it was more trying to adapt and be more like the people in your town than being different and being okay with that. There wasn't as much like body positivity right, and right. Um, whatnot. Um, so mom was obviously very beautiful. How did that like have an effect on you? Okay, so mom was obviously very beautiful and always dressed in high heels and lipstick and did her makeup. So how did that like have an effect on you and being like one of three sisters? I mean, I always get dressed up if I leave the house, like I won't go anywhere. I mean, now after being in a pandemic for months, I'll go out in sweats. But before, I would never go to work in leggings or go to class really in leggings. Just always got dressed up. Always had makeup on. I always did my hair because she always did it. Like mm-hmm. she never owned any sort of active wear. No. Like it was jeans, <laughs> <laughs> jeans or pajamas. So, or dresses. Yeah, yeah. dresses. So. Yeah, I think it was hard because her body type was so different from mine. <laughs> and so her, like, idea of beauty was not, I wouldn't say different from mine, but her experience with it growing up was different. And so trying to talk to her about insecurities that I had, she didn't understand them. Or she just had a different idea of it, I think. Yeah. So that was a little bit tough growing up, um, especially with like wanting to wear certain clothes and her saying no because it seemed too sexual because of the curvy nature of my body. Um, but I do think she instilled like a lot of good things for us, like always making sure that we felt beautiful and letting us know that and you know I feel like she always made us feel comfortable with our bodies like not like making us know that we should never be ashamed of the way that we look or anything like that and she never forced diets on us Mm -hmm. or you know she let us eat whatever we want so that yeah I feel like also a big thing she never like compared us each to each other yeah like we all should always be like you guys all look different and you're all beautiful because you're different. Mm-hmm. I think that was helpful. Yeah. Uh, how young were you guys when you first remember being conscious of your appearance? Like how you looked? Like third grade. <laughs> <laughs> I think That's it was a lot younger for you than for me. Yeah. But I'm the oldest girl. So growing up between two boys, I didn't really have that like, you know, someone to look up to besides mom, obviously. But that's 
you know, that's an adult. You're not going to compare yourself to an adult when you're like 10. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, it was more around like fifth and sixth grade when I got boobs and they grew so fast and I was the only one in school who had boobs mm-hmm. and, you know, comments from boys about it. And, you know, I think for me, like having my best friend be very, very skinny and such a complete opposite body type for me. Like she was always comparing our bodies because she wanted to have boobs. <laughs> so it just made me like more hyper aware of the fact that I had boobs. Yeah. 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 I feel like too, going back to being like a Latina in the town, just having such dark hair mm-hmm. and being hairy. <laughs> yeah. Like I started shaping my legs in third grade because I'd get made fun of because I had right, which is insane. dark, hairy legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But like for a nine-year-old to even feel. Yeah. You they need that. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how young were you when you started playing with makeup and like wanting to make yourself you know, dolled up and uh, probably like fifth grade actually playing with makeup and then like sixth grade wearing like mascara to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that's about the same for me, like experimenting with makeup in fifth grade. Yeah. Sneaking some lip gloss on the bus. Yeah. Here or there. But then actually like having a, a makeup routine, and I say that very lightly, <laughs> yeah. um, you it know, was, was probably sixth grade. Like brown mascara. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like some eyeliner because yeah. that was very big. Yeah. Do you think you guys wanted to do that like just for fun, like to play with it? Like you were like, in, I don't know. Like I loved Seventeen magazine. Yeah. And like yes. they always had tutorials or whatnot on mm-hmm. the latest looks and like fresh makeup and – just wanting to, you know, yeah. replicate that. Yeah, the big thing for, like, my generation was silver eyeshadow. Yes. Oh, yes. With black eyeliner. Yes. I'd uh, get, like, the Claire's, like, CD compact looking thing. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that was definitely, like, in- What do you think the beauty standards are like today? What would you say are the beauty standards? Um, They've definitely changed a lot, I think, since we were all young. I mean, big boobs, small waist, big butt. Yeah. But still small thighs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely still small thighs, but a big butt, which is just not possible. Yeah, do you think any of it's possibly attainable without, like, plastic surgery? Um, I mean, it's really hard. Unless I think it's, like, it's more of if you have that natural body. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're – I think the pressure to look like that is ridiculous. Yeah. I do. But I do think that it's way more focused on, like, everyone has a different body type. Like, yeah. there's so much more body positivity out there now where, you know, curvy women can be models and it's not just considered plus size. Like, they're able to model in real fashion shows now or before it was only – for, like for plus size, like, clothing brands, yeah. which, like, didn't really have, you know, fashionable wear and whatnot. And um, even with, like, regards to skincare, I feel like people are much more open about showcasing their flaws, like, mm-hmm. whether it be acne or freckles or, you know. Not retouching photos anymore. 100%. Yeah. Do you think, like... You know, because it's, like, obviously Kim Kardashian is, like, the prototype for that mm-hmm. yeah. body type, that, like, figure. Do you think that, like, 
because obviously that's not a stick thin figure like we were seeing in the 90s like that heroin mm-hmm. chic or whatever so do you think that that like is an improvement in some way whether it's attainable I mean or not? no because like she'll put her weight out there and be like I weigh 120 and it's like no you don't you have right. a huge butt and huge boobs like you yeah. don't weigh 120 pounds and telling someone that that's yeah. what you weigh and then being like oh well if I want to look like that and like be filled out in these areas but then still be this like mm-hmm. tiny number on the scale it's just impossible yeah I think also too like she's only like 5'2 or something like that. She's very yeah. short. So her proportions are so different than someone who is even like 5'5 five five or right. taller. Like they're her body type is not going to be attainable for someone That's... who's like much taller. I mean, it can be, but it's right. just going to still look different. And like giving a number, I think is just not the way to go because everyone like that right, 120 like, can look so different on like, any that can person. be overweight for someone who's like five feet or right. four eleven, and then that can be extremely underweight for someone who's like five ten. like yeah it's just it's so different um I mean I do think that she kind of like broke the stereotype of the stick thing yeah, yeah. and that skinny equals healthy which is not the, always the case and having curves doesn't mean that you're uh, overweight you're yeah. overweight yeah. or unhealthy so i think that she's helped a lot in that regard but i don't think that she is all there yeah, with like, yeah. not very know. transparent with what they do and yeah. do you feel like they owe it to people to be honest about that stuff and like maybe stuff like you know people say I mean if you're Kylie gonna- and Chloe like really like photoshop their faces and mm-hmm. their bodies and stuff like that even though they have these insane bodies that we see everywhere so do you feel like they have like they owe it to people I mean, to be honest if you're an adult I think you should be able to use your best judgment and under like know that they're editing their stuff yeah obviously for children like I don't think that they should be a role model for kids right but, but they are. I know. Yeah, I think when you have that kind of platform, it's really – that reaches millions and millions of people. It would be nice if they would be transparent, but at the same time, it's their body and yeah. they should be able to do whatever they want with it and share as much or as little as they want about what they do. Like Just because they have a platform doesn't mean it's their duty to, to be do. a role model for yeah. people. Like, if people follow them, then that's their choice, not them telling people, follow yeah. me because of this and that. That's just what sucks about Instagram. Anyone yeah. can see it. Yeah. I'm just going to stop it here and then. Yeah. Okay, Cleo, this one's for you. So you have a daughter and one on the way. Are you, like, worried for them for in regards to just being, like, a girl and the pressures that it is to feel beautiful and everything like that and how will you absolutely to make them feel more confident um I think for me my worry is more that you know obviously Isla is already so much taller than I was at that age and there's nothing wrong with that um but I do understand that she's going to be a very tall girl um and that's the complete opposite experience that I grew up with So as someone who's only 5'3 and having a daughter that could potentially, or daughters, multiple daughters that are six feet or taller because their dad is very tall, is definitely something that I'm 
very aware of and I don't want them to ever feel self-conscious about it. And so uh, I feel almost like protective of like not wanting people to talk about their size and make it a big deal because I feel like the more people talk about it, the more they're going to think, well, I'm different. Right. Um, like constantly hearing like, oh my goodness, how look how tall you are. Right. Or like, you're taller than everyone else in your class. Yeah. And just growing up in the town where I'm raising them. Right. right. So I have that experience of what it was like for me and feeling different in a different way, like having a curvy body type and being Hispanic. You know, um, they can be tall and curvy. Exactly. They, which will probably be the case. <laughs> yes. So they'll be um, gorgeous. And, you know, just, I think for me, just making sure that they always know that they're beautiful and, but also that that's not the only thing that matters, you know, as long as they're healthy and, you know, they're, they're constantly learning and polite and, (laughs) you know, yeah, and whatnot, um, that there are other things in life than just like being beautiful. That's not, you know, yeah, that's not the most important thing, thing. Yeah. Do you think that there's more that like the pressure to look good is different for men and women? Like there, I feel like there's definitely more pressure for us to look good, but I do think men go through pressures to have, you know, to look good, of course, but I think it's definitely, I mean, in the workplace, it's like a guy can come in and look like shit, but no one will say anything. But if a girl comes in, like if I didn't wear makeup one day, it's like, oh, are you sick? Or is there something wrong with you? Like, always get asked if I'm sick if yeah. I'm not wearing makeup. Yeah. It's like, well, nope. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's I think just my face. Just, like, getting ready yeah. and seeing how long it takes me to get ready in the morning. Or, like, when I was working, I would get up at, like, 5.15 in the morning to shower and get dressed and do my makeup, do my hair, and then... Jack would wake up, like, an hour later. Yeah. And it would take him, like... Like shower and get out, get dressed. And right, shower and get dressed, and that's all he has to do. I mean, occasionally he has to shave, and that adds, like, I don't know, an extra 10 minutes onto his routine in the morning. But yeah. it's definitely not... And I think it's... Even just clothes, clothes options, too. It's so it's much like easier having to worry about if I look slutty in something before going to work, or if mm-hmm. it's too tight, right. or... where a guy can just wear... Pants and a button-down shirt. Right, and, and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Right. They essentially wear the same outfit every single day with just a different pattern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right, I'm going to stop it for... <laughs> okay, so... Wait, I lost it. So how might... Do you think that it's, like, possible to change or get rid of beauty standards? Like, I know they change over time, and it's usually about what is popular in pop culture and everything like that, popular in the media. Do you think it's, like, possible to just that we'd ever come to a point where we just throw it away and we don't care? I don't think so. No, no. I don't think They're so. Always, I think we're going to try to do away with how much of an importance it is in mm-hmm. life. But, I mean, there's the whole beauty industry. Yeah. That would yeah. be impossible to just get rid of that. Yeah. Do you think, like I've seen, so um, I think it was Versace or one of the Italian fashion designers but they got like a lot of flack because they're they've been using really like scary thin models like bone thin models and then uh they showed with all these other fashion shows where like they're all couture fashion shows you know spring 2021 already but they're they were using like plus size models or more Mm -hmm. size equal inclusive models I guess I should say because they're not even plus size honestly but um 
do you think that's going to make a change, like, using, the, like, more inclusivity? Like, I think they'll definitely be more inclusive, or I would hope that they would be more inclusive with their models in the fashion world, only because, you know, being six feet and a size zero is not attainable, and it's not the average. Like, no. Yeah, it's, like, point... It's, they're the one percent. Yeah. yeah, exactly, or even less. And I think if they're smart and they want women to continue to buy their clothes, then they'll use women who are average. So, like, maybe they'll have shorter women and not just tall women. Right. And, you know, they should be designing their clothes for the every woman, not mm-hmm. for for the one size. This, yeah, just for models, and then hoping that people yeah. will buy them. And will buy them. Yeah. Fit in them. Exactly. Well, with all this in mind, what do you guys love about being a woman? I mean, I can do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think we just have such a, I don't know, unique perspective on the world. We get to be miracle workers, you know, creating humans. We're bringing life into the world if we choose and want to. You know, if you don't want to bring life into the world, too, that's your prerogative Mm -hmm. as well. But, you know, we have all these emotions, and I think we can... Put them to good use. Put them to good use, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, men are great, too, And but... No, I think we definitely make this world a more beautiful place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could live without a man. Yeah. Right. Like, but a man needs a woman. I mean, they don't, but, like, you know, in terms of having was, children or, yeah, you know, but creating like, life, like, like, we are the... We all know a lot of, like, single moms in our lives. We obviously yeah. were raised by a single mom versus, like, I don't know many single dads. Yeah. And I, I think that speaks a lot to women in our power. Yeah. yeah, I think that women just, like, know how to make it work. And, yeah, like, they'll do whatever them. they can to they do it, you know, gracefully. Exactly. Without complaining. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you, gals, for talking to me. No problem. Of course.